How important is faithfulness? Recently, Tony Bennett, the coach of the University of Virginia, brought the word faithfulness into the spotlight in the sports world and and even in the news after they won their national championship uh, this past week. Virginia, last year, was the number one ranked team, and then they lost to the 16th ranked team for the first time. No number one seed had ever lost to a, a 16th seed. Last year they did. And so they fought back, this, he said, this whole year. And at the end, after they won, they, they, they talked to him right away. And Tony Bennett, who's a follower of Jesus, he said this. He says, we have, a, we have a statement. He goes, that the most faithful win. And he said, and, and the guys were faithful all the way through. He didn't talk about revenge. He didn't talk about anything. He said it was faithfulness that carried them through. Fa- faithfulness. How important is faithfulness to you. Faithfulness is one of the most significant elements in the Christian life. I, I saw a headline this week that said, for, about Palm Sund- Sunday, it said, on, the headline said, on Palm Sunday, faithful begin Holy Week journey with Jesus. Faithful begin Holy Week journey with Jesus. Is that true? Is that true of you? What, what is faithfulness? Faithfulness and, and faith are they're very t- tied very closely together. Translators, even when they look at the scriptures, it's the same, same word in Greek. So when they translate it, they have to go by the context of what is it faith or faithfulness. So even in Galatians chapter 5, when it says the fruit of the Spirit, it could be the, the fruit of the Spirit is faith, but it could be the fruit of the Spirit is faithfulness. They're, they're very connected. Faith is very connected with faithfulness. Faith is trust. And faithfulness, someone said, is trust over time or faithfulness over time. It's steadfastness. Faithfulness, by definition, though, it's not something you see at the beginning. Faithfulness can only be seen at the end. That's how you know you're faithful. It's not seen at the beginning. It's seen at the end. And with Jesus' journey to Jerusalem, we were starting to see, we peer into faithfulness when you read these accounts. When you read the accounts of Jesus coming to the cross, when we're looking back into time at the ultimate example of someone who is faithful and fully devoted to God the Father. So as we walk back into the story, we do it, and it's good to remember this. We walk back into it so that we can walk into the reality and the implications of the story for us. We do this all the time. You, you talk to little kids, and they say, hey, remember when you, you, you couldn't write? And now look at you. You, you can write. You know, it's an encouragement to look back and remember so that you can continue. And that's what we do. We peer into and we see the most faithful person. And so at the, all the Gospels give the account of the triumphal entry. And this is a unique scene. If you haven't been following it along, you jump in on Palm Sunday, and you're like, what? What's going on? What's with the branches? It's a unique scene of what's taken place. And in a sense, if I can use another basketball analogy, it's almost like this is Jesus making it to the final four. We were just in Minneapolis before the final four was, and so we saw all the preparation going on for it. But this is what it looks like. They made it. If you make it to the final four, it's not over yet. But you're there. And Jesus coming into Jerusalem, in a, sense, is, he, he, he's at, in a sense, he's at the final four. This is the road that he's been taking. I mean, this is, the, this is a picture of unbelievable 
faithfulness because Jesus knew what was coming. He knew where he was going. And Jesus' teaching and living out is the ultimate picture of faithfulness for us to see and to participate in. Scott McKnight, who is an author and theologian, he said this, What the church most needs is not heroes of faith, but faithful followers of Jesus. What your local church needs in order to live out the design of God for the church, the, the grand social experiment of bringing all sorts of people to the table and into the circle of one another's lives, is not great Christians, but faithful Christians. That's what our church needs. That's what every local church needs. That's the picture that Jesus gives. So we're not... The scene of the Palm Sunday is, is kind of all these things that took place up to this point. If you read the Gospel of Luke over and over again, uh, it, it talks about, and, he, and he, set, he, he went to Jerusalem, and as he was going to Jerusalem, as he was going to Jerusalem, and it's not always the same one, one account, but he was continually in this process of being faithful, but he knew where he was going, and he knew why he was going there. So faithfulness has a direction. Jesus demonstrated to us that there's a direction to faithfulness. Over and over again, in Luke 9, Luke 9, 51, Luke, Luke 13, Luke 17, Luke 18, Luke 19, almost like it seems random as you read the Gospel of Luke. It just, it seems all of a sudden there'll be a story, and then he'll say, as he was, as he was gone the way to Jerusalem, and this happened, on, on his way to Jerusalem, and in Luke 9, 51, it says, Jesus set his face to go to Jerusalem. That's faithfulness. Faithfulness is having your life in a direction. Is that true of you? With your faith? Faithfulness has a direction. It's heading somewhere. It's purposeful. I mean, Jesus set his face to go that way. Eugene Peterson wrote a book on the Psalm of Ascents, which I think has the greatest Christian title of any book. It's called A Long Obedience in the Same Direction. Does that characterize your life of faith? Do you live as a, as a Christian, as a follower of Jesus, with a face set in the direction that my life is going to be a long obedience in the same direction? That's what Jesus did. That was, that was his story through Luke. That was his story. He knew he was going to Jerusalem and he knew why he was going there. Faithfulness has a direction. Faithfulness also has distress. As you read the accounts of Jesus on his way to Jerusalem, as he's going up to Jerusalem, because everything was down. As he's going up to Jerusalem, and you read the accounts, faithfulness and Jesus' life, there was lots of distress. That's what the Bible says. Jesus was a man of sorrows and acquainted with griefs. He had all kinds of struggles. You read those accounts, and and there there would be demonic struggles trying to get him away from his journey. He had set his direction to go to Jerusalem, and then there's these, these demonic, there was a, there's a real spiritual enemy. And there's a real spiritual enemy that wants to derail your walk of faith as well. Faithfulness is not a, a carefree life where I follow Jesus and everything just goes smoothly. Faithfulness is a long, it's a directional, long obedience in the same direction understanding that in that process there is going to be distress. There is a real enemy that's trying to derail your life. 
And also, Jesus met many distractions. I mean, he's, he's on his way to Jerusalem, all these people following him over and over again. Someone would yell out to him, hey, Jesus, over here. Hey, Jesus, over here. Help me over here. And, he, and he's constantly getting pulled, try to get pulled away to, 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 to distract him. But Jesus didn't get distracted. But there's distresses to it. That's what faithfulness brings. There's also downers. If you read the account of Jesus' journey to Jerusalem through Luke, the, the people that he were, were with, they didn't always get him. They, 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 they distracted him. They tried to distract him. Satan and his demonic powers tried to distract him. And just situations that just, just tried to get him down. They, they weren't always with him. That's the experience you and I will have as we walk in faithfulness or try to walk in faithfulness. And sometimes our lives are so complex, sometimes the downers are other people around us, and then sometimes it's our own selves that are the downers, that we try to drag ourselves down. Is this, is this faith real? Is it really working out? But faithfulness, there's a direction to it. Is that, is that true of your life? And, and faithfulness understands that it's not going to be an easy path. There, there's distress to it, and faithfulness has a destination. Jesus was going to Jerusalem, and he didn't let anything stop him in that, even when no one else understood what he was going there for, but he, he, he was faithful all the way through. Paul talked about this in 2 Timothy 4, 7. He says, I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. I, he was faithful in the faith. Jesus came into Jerusalem, the crowd see him, everybody's shouting Hosanna. And then he comes and he looks at the city and he weeps over it. He was a man of sorrows. And he cries over the city because the destination was here. This is what he had come for and only Jesus could go the rest of the way. People followed him all the way through, but for the last part of this journey, only Jesus. There's only one person who could go the rest of the way in this destination. I am not a good singer. I mean, I, I cannot sing, quite frankly. That's why it's good that I sit up here. But when I was in seventh grade, I had this music teacher. We had, I went to a little Christian school, and this music teacher um, thought that I needed to, to sing a duet and have a solo part in it. And Joan Gideons, uh, many of you, some of you know her, she, she said, Paul, I want you to sing a duet, and I want you to do this solo part. And I didn't like to. And I was terrified of it, but I, she was compelling. So I did it for this program. And I'll never forget that the song that I had to sing was... An old song called The Lonesome Valley. And what I remembered about it, there was a line. It was talking about Jesus, and it talked about how J Jesus walked this lonesome valley. And he had to walk it by himself. Nobody else could walk it with him. Because nobody else had lived faithful lives to God. Nobody else had done that. Nobody else could do it. Only Jesus could walk it the rest of the way. And he did. And he did it for you. And he did it for me, which is why we, we know now, we can say, blessed is the king who comes in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven and glory in the highest. Faithfulness is a person. 
and it's Jesus Christ. And if you are, listen, if you are in Christ this morning, if you are in Christ, you have Jesus with you. The call is not just to look at Jesus and his faithfulness. It's to be faithful. Jesus is our example so that we could be faithful. So how, how can we be faithful? Some of you might be wondering, am I, am I going to make it? I'm not sure I'm going to make it. Am I going to really continue? My life situation is so overwhelming. I'm not sure that this faith is going to be able to sustain it. The things I'm going through, if people really knew, I don't even know if I have it in me. You might be thinking, will my faith last? Or is my faith so weak? Am I going to be able to hang on? And the answer to that, and actually the good news is you can't, and you can because of Jesus. Because faithfulness is not, true faithfulness in Christ is not done in your own strength. It is done in the strength of the one who was ultimately and only faithful. So if you try to do it in your own strength, you're going to fail. It is only done, it's a gift of the Spirit of God. It's a gift of faithfulness. So you can't do it, which is good news if you recognize it, and you can do it, which is good news if we recognize it. Because God's faithful. And 2 Thessalonians 4, 15 and 17 tells us how. So then, brothers, stand firm. Be faithful. Stand firm, brothers and sisters, stand firm, and hold to the traditions that you were taught by us, either by our spoken word or by our letter. Now may our Lord Jesus Christ himself and God our Father, who loved us and gave us eternal comfort and good hope through grace, comfort your hearts and establish them in every good word and work. How how can you be faithful? How can you trust God over time? How can you have faith over time? We do it by facing Christ. We look to Jesus, who is the author and finisher of our faith. It's a confession. You recognize that, you know what, the way I've been living my life, in my own strength, is not working out for me. There's frustration after frustration. Things aren't aren't, aren't connecting the way it feels like, that, that I feel like they should. The answer could be, is because you've been running from God and not running to God. And, And the way... To figure that out is to turn to Jesus Christ and say, who's Jesus? What, who, what has Jesus done for me? Who is this person that everybody cried out, Hosanna, that people still believe in? He's the one who loves you, who came to this earth to give his life for you, who died on a cross for your sins, so that through repentance and faith you can see your need of forgiveness and be forgiven for your sins and come into right contact with God and have, have a God who's for you. That's what's one part of facing Christ is, is looking at Jesus and seeing who he really is. Have you, have you done that? Do you really know who Jesus is? But facing Christ is also this commitment that you make, where you just choose that I'm going to trust God. I'm going to trust God in Christ. And it's a daily commitment. I mean, just for some of you and for all of us, it's waking up every day with just this prayer, God, help me persevere in faith today. This is a gift of God. 
It's not about striving. It's just this facing Christ. And God, you're the, you, Jesus, you are the author. And you're the finisher of my faith. So God, you are in control. Help me just to persevere. And whatever comes today, help me just to persevere in faith. So you, you set your face to the face of Jesus Christ. And then you flatten the way for others. We live in Samanach. And if you've been driving around Samanach at all, in between the library and the forest preserve, for months now, they've been digging this big dirt pit, and, and they're putting a path in. I mean, they're, they're just trying to make it smoothen things out for people. They're, they're making a path so that people can go from the library to the forest preserve and, and, and hike around it, but they've got to smooth it out. They've been working on it for months. This is what faithful people do. Faithfulness is facing Christ, but as followers of Jesus Christ, it's also us flattening the path out for other people. I don't know how you're going to do that this week in your context, but let me just say that that's what we're called to do. So that other people can see who Jesus is, that we, we help clear the way for them, that they can, we, we, we flatten the path out. Maybe for some of you, this week it's just taking this Holy Week and watching Jesus. Taking stuff off your phone for a week and just facing the text and daily seeing what Jesus went through as he walked his final week. Signing up for a Holy Week devotional and just following it this week. Taking the steps with Jesus, seeing Jesus, what he did. Gathering for Good Friday and coming on next Sunday to to celebrate the resurrection. Or maybe it's just you flattening it out at work and just you consider your speech and how it is you've been talking, and what, what, are, you, are, are you presenting a way that people are going to say, wow, there's something different about that person. There's a, there's a change in them. They've, they've got somebody that I don't have, or maybe it's in how you work, or maybe it's in your friendships, or maybe for some of you, you need to recommit yourself to leading your family in faithfulness to Jesus Christ, or recommitting even your own life. Saying, man, I, I maybe mean, I've just got... I've lost my direction spiritually. Or I've become distracted. Or I've let the distresses of life overwhelm me. And just saying, you know what, God? I see what Jesus did. I see how he faithfully came when he knew what he was walking into and helped me to follow his faithfulness. There was an old song back in the 80s that Steve Green used to sing. It was really popular in Christian radio. It was called, Find Us Faithful. And one of the lines in that song was, May all who come behind us find us faithful. May the fire of our devotion light the way. Palm Sunday is the beginning of the last week of Jesus' life before the cross, where he's walking faithfully into literally the pits of hell. And he did it out of his love for you and for me. He was faithful to the call, and he willingly did it. Jesus was and is faithful. If you're a follower of Jesus Christ, what, what do you want God to say to you when you stand before him? Will you be found faithful? Do you desire to be found faithful? C.S. Lewis said you can't go back and change the beginning but you can start where you are and change the ending. That's absolutely true for us because of what Jesus Christ has done for us. Jesus was faithful 
So wherever you are in your faith, if you've been faithless, this morning you can say, God, I want to choose to be faithful as Jesus was faithful and face Christ. Will you commit to walk in faithfulness and will you walk in the faithfulness of Jesus? Do you feel the world is broken? We do. Do you feel the shadows deepen? We do. But do you know that all the dark won't stop the light from getting through? We do. Do you wish that you could see it all? Slay. 